hello everybody out there and uh, welcome to our next edition of the Pharmaversity podcast. Um, well, yeah, still being in isolation and uh, working from home, that should not stop us um, from giving you some valuable insights today. So although sitting remotely, um, I'm pretty happy to be able to welcome my guests today and to say hello to Tom. So hi, Tom, I'm very happy to have you here as my guest today. Uh, thank you, Caroline. Thank you. Thank you for the interest in this topic. And uh, as, uh, as always, I'm really excited to talk about innovations and uh, help solve customers' issues. That's great to hear, Tom. So, well, Tom, you are our product expert in the field of polymer primary packaging solutions, and especially when it comes to the portfolio of COC containers. But uh, today, our topic that we have, it goes even a little beyond the container itself as we will have um, a look at the topic of labeling of pre-filled polymer syringes. And uh, yeah, as I know you and as I have experienced you in the past, I am uh, pretty sure that we can learn from you quite interesting new aspects when it comes to that. So what do you think? Shall we start directly and jump into the topic? Yeah, please. Thank you. Okay, that's great. So, um, well, to me, um, honestly, a label is something that is well-known when it comes to yeah, secondary packaging. We know there are regulations out there, rules out there when it comes to that. But I honestly didn't know they also play a bigger role when it comes to primary containers as such. So can you tell me, is it yeah, like just to only for information reasons or what is the thinking behind here? Yes, so, so you're absolutely right. The, let's say the first association people have with, with uh, labels is definitely for information purposes. So it's an information provider. Um, so if we, if we look at typical pre-filled syringes, most of them do have labels and it, the label provides the information for drug name, dose, safety information, batch information, but actually, the label can do much more than just providing this information. Um, so we've been looking into, let's say, functional labels, and they can bring a kind of an elegant solution um, to multiple issues. So first of all, because almost all pre-filled syringes come with a label, so the, manif so the, the pharmaceutical company already has an established um, operation where they add a label to the syringe, um, so our initial thought was, okay, why not use this existing technology, existing already machine setup to add additional features to the label? Um, so it's still the same assembly process and adding additional features. So some, some of the things that we look into um, in, in, let's say, upgrading the label, which is known for information to functional labels is to reduce the oxygen permeation. So increase barrier properties. It could also be a UV protection system. Um, you can also add temper evidence features. And last topic that we look into is also to help automize inventory management in hospitals by RFID technology. So those, those are some of the things that we looked into. And the elegant part is, like I said, it's because we already use existing labels. Um, and 
And there, there are definitely already solutions out there for much of those issues. So if we take oxygen permeation as an example, there's definitely already COC and COP syringes which have an improved oxygen barrier. But the technology that they use is either they have a multi-layer technology. So with what the definition says, so it, it's, it's um, let's say a sandwich layer within the middle, a oxygen scavenger. And on the inside, on the outside, it's the COC or the COP material. Or you can add a glass-like coating on the inside of the syringe. And that acts then also as a oxygen barrier. But both those options, both of those technologies are, are complex and costly um, compared to, let's say, this elegant label solution, which, uh, which we investigated. Mm -hmm. I see. So you were actually looking overall into the efficiency and the usage of labels here, um, which and where you can really use the um, way which you already have, um, but to make it much more efficient um, by, by adding the labels or by using the labels and make use of that. But um, you mentioned a lot of different things now that you can improve through using the labels. Um, how does it come that exactly these topics like UV or oxygen permeability or barrier properties are relevant for the combination of a label and a container and or a polymer container in this case? Yeah, so we, we, we talk about um, different things that could influence the drug stability. So we have, for instance, the oxygen, oxygen barrier properties. Now, why is this so important for the oxygen barrier? So first, if, if we look at the drug pipeline, you see an overwhelming number of biologics. Um, and, and those biologics are big, complex protein molecules. And uh, their function depends on the form of this protein. So oxygen can oxidize some part of this protein and then causing the protein to lose its efficacy. So obviously we want to minimize the exposure to oxygen. Um, and, and, and that's why, for instance, the primary packaging needs to have the good barrier properties to keep the ox oxygen outside of the syringe. Um, so this is one example. Um, so Schott and, and Schreiner performed a study to investigate the impact of, uh, of each syringe component um, in terms of oxygen permeation. So we have the barrel with or without label. Uh, we have the tip cap. We have the, the plunger. And our first lesson that we learned is that the biggest contributor to the oxygen permeation is the syringe barrel. Um, no surprise, because it's also the one with the biggest, biggest surface. So it absolutely makes sense to look into solutions to, to let's say, to um, improve the barrier properties um, of, of the barrel. So in this case, it's by covering it with an oxygen impermeable label. So in this study, we used multiple label materials and, uh, and we found out that we could extend the life, the time to, to reach a certain partial oxygen pressure by a factor two to two and a half, which means effectively 
we could extend the shelf life of an oxygen-sensitive drug. And again, this is, this is by not adding complexity to, to some of the processes. It's the exact same label as you would use. Well, it's not the exact same label, but it's, it's adding features to this label. And this label still provides the information piece of it. But you can also add other features to it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this label is, is it's a great solution. Um, but it's not an absolute solution. So if, if, you're, if your drug, for instance, would be completely sensitive to oxygen, this would not be the right solution. It's, it's only if, if, you're, if, you're, if your molecule is slightly sensitive to oxygen and you want an improvement, then this, this would be a great alternative to what's, uh, what's on, out, out there on the market. Okay, I see. So you're saying actually that the barrier functions of a polymer container can be like improved at all uh, by using the functional label here in terms of oxygen permeability, right? Exactly. Perfect. That sounds very interesting. Um, Is there, would you say there is a particular or a focused um, focus on, on polymer containers as such when it comes to that, also when it comes to the barrier function um, that you improve? Yeah, so for most of the discussion that we have today, we will talk about, about the polymer brand. Um, so the COC, the Topac brand. In this product, we do want to bring full solutions to the customer. We want to make life as easy as possible for the customer. So that's why we, in this Topac brand, we offer all the different components as, as a system. So we offer the, not only the syringe, we offer the plungers, the plunger rod, the backstops. And we also do complete system verification testing over shelf life for those components. So making sure that all those components work together well over shelf life. And not just those components that we sell, but also um, we do perform some, some compatibility testing with components which the syringe is normally in contact with. For instance, IV connectors or syringe pumps. So we also make, we perform some compatibility testing that the system works as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, now, going back to the COC part of it, um, COC is, is, is a great material. Um, it, it, it's highly inert, um, no ions or heavy metal release, um, low protein adsorption, extremely low particle burden. So it's, it's great for as a primary packaging and it's been adopted in the pharmaceutical market for it. Um, but compared to glass, it also has challenges. Um, and one of those challenges, then coming back to the barrier properties, is, is it's a semi-permeable material. So it doesn't have the same barrier properties as a glass. So that's why for this product, we did look into it more than for instance, for the glass products, because the glass products, they inherently are already oxygen impermeable. Okay, I can can see the difference. Yeah, that's true. well, you mentioned the components just shortly before. So um, there's one thing that I was thinking about as well, and it is more about the clue that you use to bring the labels on top of the container. Um, so is there, um, or can the, the combination of the clue and the label can have that any kind of negative impact on the track stability? 
Yeah, good question. Absolutely. Um, as just mentioned, so the, the COC material is a semi-permeable polymer. Um, so in theory, yes, um, substances can penetrate through the material. Um, and, and the rate of which this can happen, this migration can happen, depends on the size of, of the molecules. Um, so, so that's why we, that's, that's the, the similar, similar to the oxygen story. Oxygen is a really small, um, small material, small uh, compound. So that's oxygen can permeate through the COC material. Uh, and that's why we did investigate to see that um, none of the compounds coming out of the glue or coming out of the, of the label would penetrate through the wall and then ultimately would impact the efficacy of the drug. So what we did is, is we performed an extractable and leachable study um, at Nelson lab. And uh, the syringes, they were filled with WFI, so water for injection, um, and they were labeled. Um, we stored them at room temperature for three years. Um, and then after the three years, the WFI was analyzed and compared to syringes without label. Um, and the analytical screening studies, they showed that actually no difference in filled syringes with or without label happened. So there was no difference in extractable and leachable profile, which means ultimately that there is no migration of any glue components or residuals or label residues going through the COC material. That's good to hear that there is no negative impact from the clue side uh, that you that you figure out. So that is very good that this at least is now not a risk here um, in this case. Um, thanks for the explanation on that. Um, I think when I remember correctly, you also mentioned at the beginning the topic of UV uh, light transmittance. Um, so can you maybe elaborate on this a little bit? Why is UV light important or risky for drugs? Um, and um, yeah, is there not, um, are the, the drugs not anyhow stored in a kind of secondary packaging and are only taken out when used so that the UV light is not of that great importance? So I'm not quite sure here. So it would be great to receive a little bit more information on that. Yeah, sure. So um, some drugs from nature are sensitive to UV light. So similar to some drugs being um, silicon oil sensitive or oxygen sensitive, some drugs are sensitive to UV. Um, so it ultimately it, it can lose their efficacy or, or lose its, uh, its compound altogether. So uh, I think by, by now you can already detect some kind of trend here that um, if, again, in this example, uh, we're trying to offer a solution to, to keep a drug stable by adding a functional uh, function to a label. Um, and, and so even here, um, we investigated in, in label solutions where UV light is being blocked. Coming back to your question about the secondary packaging. So even if the drugs are packed in a UV protected secondary packaging, um, such as a box, the syringe is still exposed to the fill finishing operation. So it's a short time where the, where the syringe is filled and the drug is exposed 
before it gets packed into a secondary packaging. Now this time can already be enough to lose efficacy of the drug. And the second example is also once you open the box, so if the nurse opens the box um, and prepares the injection, this time can also already be enough for the drug to lose its, uh, its, its working. Um, so that's, and, 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 and those, are, those are real risks, right? Um, and, and, and that's why we actually currently have amber glass. So amber glass is a, is a colored glass that reduces the UV exposure. Um, but the challenge with, with the amber glass is that it's difficult to inspect. Um, and, and so with the label, which we have, um, this label is much more flexible. Um, we can filter out certain wavelengths. Um, we can also add an inspection window. Um, and, th and that inspection window can be resealed right after visual inspection. So you, don't, you, you have, let's say, the advantages of an amber glass, and you don't have the disadvantages because you can still do visual inspection. So, okay, so you really have to, to have a look at all the different steps. So from the fill and finish in, uh, up to the um, preparation of the nurse. And it's interesting to hear that even these maybe short moments where they are exposed to, to UV light, the drugs, that this can harm the drugs, so to say. So it's very interesting to see that you found a yeah, good solution here to um, avoid it even in these smaller and short moments where um, the drug could be attacked, I would say. That's very interesting. Um, and um, yeah, well, there was one more thing that you mentioned um, at the beginning, and I think it was the topic of temper evidence. So to me, it's not yet clear um, what exactly does it mean in the context of primary packaging? So temper evidence, when is it used? Why is that relevant? Um, so that would be something where I, I think a, a deeper look would be worth it. So it would be great if you can give us some more um, additional or some additional information here as well. Yeah, sure. So temper evidence provides a certain safety and proof of integrity of the syringe until the point of use. Um, as an example, um, if you have a really expensive protein drug, um, which is susceptible to counterfeit, you want to add a kind of a feature to the syringe, knowing it's your syringe and not a, the illegal copy. So that the nurse, once she uses it, she knows it's the original and not the, the counterfeit. Another example is in an hospital setting um, where during an operation um, and, and all the hectic which, which come with this, multiple syringes are prepared, but all of the syringes are being used. So afterwards, um, obviously you want to recycle those syringes which are not being used because you can use that for the next operation. Now, obviously you can only do that if you're 100% sure that the syringe is not being used. So here you need a, a first opening indication, um, which can visually indicate if the syringe has been opened or not. So every time that the nurse, and it, it brings this, this safety guarantee, because every time the syringe, the, the, the nurse is using a syringe, 
she sees while opening that this syringe is not being used before. Um, so also here, we worked on, on kind of a label solution um, in combination with an adapter on the syringe. So that would allow that the body label can be used over the tip of the syringe. Um, now, this label also has a perforation. So once you open the syringe, this perforation breaks and a clear marking shows that the syringe has been used. Um, in addition to this, we, we actually went even further. So it's not just the visual indication that the syringe is being used, but you can also add with the RFID technology, you can add a RFID chip in, in the label so that once you open the syringe, that a digital signal is, is stored. So with the RFID, you can read out multiple syringes at one time and the RFID allows them for you to show that this syringe was already being used or opened. Mm -hmm. And this RFID that you just mentioned, is it something that you have already developed? So is this already in place or is that something you're still working on? Um, what's the, the status here? Is it yet, would it be available already or is it uh, something that will come uh, in the future? And it's just like in the development process right now. Maybe as, as a kind of a disclaimer, so all, all of the solutions that we currently discuss, um, SHOT has none of them in its own portfolio. So we don't sell those, those labels, we don't mount, we don't assemble them ourselves, we don't offer them with the syringe. So we're, we're looking for partners who work with us, um, who are experts in their field, to bring the solution to the customer. Um, so we, we want to build a network of, of experts in order to, uh, to offer these kind of solutions to the customer. Um, so it's definitely not something that, uh, that just comes from SHOT. Um, now the question is, this, is this already ready? Is it off the shelf? Um, it, it's in development. Um, it's, it's, real, it's not a new technology, but it's new in this kind of application and field. Um, we see some great benefits, um, definitely in the hospital space. Um, for instance, this technology would, would actually allow for automatic inventory management. Um, if you look at the current practice in hospitals, um, is that the inventory is handled manually. Um, so a tray is prepared to go into an operating room. And this tray has multiple syringes with different drugs. Drugs that might be needed during the operation or might not be needed during the operation. Um, so after the operation, this tray comes back um, and, and some syringes are used, some are not. So um, refilling this tray is a manual process. Um, so a, a healthcare worker is actually looking at each individual syringe and then either throwing it away or refilling it. Um, due to this manual process, um, and, and as, as any manual process, it is exposed to human errors. So when the syringe is equipped with an RFID tag, the RFID allows for bulk, for batch readouts. So it reduces the, the need for any manual 
checking manual preparation. So reducing all, all the, let's say, manual errors which can happen. So this technology actually would save a lot of time uh, preparing, uh, preparing the, the, the trays and, and the medication uh, and reducing the mistakes. So um, it also can help to allocate syringes if a drug recall would happen. Uh, currently, hospitals are not aware of uh, if a certain batch has a recall. Um, and hospital, most of the time, do not know where all the all these batches, the different the different drugs in in their hospital is. Um, so this kind of technology would allow for a much better visibility of where different drugs are in what in which stage of of the hospital. Um, so increasing the visibility of of uh, of of, uh, of drugs. Okay, so you were actually talking a lot about the hospital surroundings. So to me, it would be interesting. I mean, do you get kind of like a feedback from people in the hospitals here where you also take that as a basis to, to develop such new features or to think about new features? So um, because it sounds to me, it sounds to me that um, you, you have a really good knowledge on what is needed in a hospital and in the application of the syringe at the end. So is there any kind of like um, studies or anything that you did with the hospital people? So, you know, um, or the healthcare professionals within the hospital um, to, to get that feedback as well? Yes. So we did, we did perform a, an elaborate study with uh, over 600, 660 um, nurses and doctors joining. Um, in the top five European countries and the U.S. as well. Um, and in this, in this study, in this, uh, we asked them what the current challenges are to better understand the overall processes in hospitals, um, what the challenges, what they're dealing with, and how primary containers could solve some of the things. So um, with this study in mind, with this knowledge in mind, we're adapting our portfolio and, and um, trying to bring new innovations to the market that can solve some of those issues. Perfect. I think it, it's great to hear that you drive with primary containers and a combination with things like a label or so um, to really make life easier um, for the healthcare professionals and the surrounding. Very nice to hear that. So, Honestly, all in all, to me, it sounds that um, everything that you just mentioned, that it could be a really good combination of two, tr two products here, actually, to bring out the one most appropriate solution um, for particular situations. Um, that's, that's really great. So, um, I mean, you already have a lot of very interesting findings that you, did, that you got through your study already. You mentioned technologies like the RFID chip. So are there any kind of further plans that you um, have on this topic for labeling um, and where you will look into it in the, the yeah, I would say near future? Any yeah, more so, plans? <laughs> so we'll, we'll, look, we'll look at the Bayer properties um, even more. So we have some studies planned to, to look into the water vapor barrier properties. Um, and then the thing that uh, 
we look f we, we uh, we're excited the most for is actually the RFID. So this is this is in an early stage. We we definitely want to understand more, learn more, and uh, hopefully hopefully in, in, in some days short uh, bring help help some customers to to implement um, the solution. Well, that sounds really good tom and uh yeah i think you gave us a very very good overview here a nice deep dive into the topic of functional labels and how that can improve the the primary container and the combination of it to get the best um solution in the end here and yeah by saying that i would like to thank you for your time today and the the input that you gave us so thanks a lot, Tom, for being here and, and supporting us with this um, very helpful information. Yeah, again, thank you for the interest and uh, you're more than welcome. Thank you. So then, um, yeah, I hope that all of you um, who were listening here today enjoyed our podcast um, on the pre-filled um, syringe and uh, in combination with the labeling topic. And uh, yeah, we are looking forward to, to welcome you within our next podcasts um, during the next weeks. Thank you very much and see you.